0: X-Men
1: Get it Come on Hey everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of a Battle of the Atom. This is your weekly X-Men podcast where we rank every story from A to Z i'm adam and i'm zach the zealous <laughs> um hi adam hey
0: hi from the age of hyboria hyborian
1: age yes that's in
0: the land of samaria uh is it, is it a car or a cun of
1: the Chimer- chimerian chimerian I think.
0: Chimerian. Chimerian? I think actually Cimeria. there's
1: going to be, there's going to be some hmm. real Conan heads who are mad at me <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I don't know that much about Conan, the barbarian. Uh, yeah, I think it's Cymeria. Cymeria.
0: Okay. Okay. Conan yeah. of and, I don't know.
1: I've never watched any Conan movies. Oh, I've,
0: you've never seen Conan. The, I've the not. Barbarian or the destroyer.
1: I have not. I do know, uh, what is best in life. Uh, that I know. <laughs>
0: I mean, if you've ever wanted to see James Earl Jones, like, transform into a giant snake, it's pretty rad. At least the first one.
1: But, Adam, I know I just said that. (laughs) Do you know what is best in life?
0: I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. What's best in life, Zach? I
1: hear it's to crush your enemies, to see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentations of their women.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Yeah. We're talking about... We are actually talking about Conan the Barbarian in this one. In will. It, if, if I would have thought about this for more than five seconds, Adam, we would have done the what-if story where Wolverine meets Conan the Barbarian.
0: Well, that's okay. You know, we, we have some sword and sorcery stories this week. And uh, who requested this jam?
1: Um, this jam was requested by Patreon supporter Jeremy Rosenstein. Jeremy went on over to patreon.com slash comics and threw some money, uh, our way. And actually, uh, do you know, do you know where Jeremy, uh, first heard about our podcast?
0: Uh, Twitter and other podcasts. Uh, uh, it comics was, XF. it was in,
1: it was in the John Romita Jr. Signing line at New York city comic con in 2019 oh. in the before times.
0: <laughs> Get out. This yeah. is a, a word of mouth from, from me?
1: Yes, from you, Adam. From you. I love it.
0: Oh, You, my were, goodness. Re- you
1: were really nice and gave them stickers.
0: Uh, uh, Jeremy, it was a pleasure to meet you. Um, I'm bad with names. There's I, so many faces.
1: People, I, I don't want to get it twisted because it's not that I don't appreciate it. But... I've gotten my picture taken with people at cons, and it's the weirdest thing because we're just two, <laughs> two dummies in bedrooms that aren't even ours recording a podcast.
0: Hey, every once in a while, you know, I guess once we return to the public eye, uh, when we can actually go outside again, it is always weird when, when people know who we are. But uh, it's delightful at the same time. It's,
1: it's a joy, and no one should, because we are just random dummies <laughs> who Conan would smite with his very
0: large sword. But but like you said, sometimes we have stickers or pins or you know other paraphernalia. We that, have stuff you know.
1: that we bought too much of with our logo on it, and we only want one, so we can give you the rest. <laughs> That's what happens. I once gave I once gave Teeny Howard a button that says Gambit Vapes. I love it. That's yeah, a great one. That was a, that was a good present.
0: I okay. actually just ran out of the uh, the silver sparkly stickers that I've been giving out at cons for a while, so uh, I, I guess I'll have to order some more. Um, now. Zach Yeah, what's up? This first this first story that we're talking about, um you you did an interesting thing before the show went on the air.
1: I was working you, through some stuff on Maine, yes.
0: You um did something I don't think you've ever done before, which is survey the public <laughs> about this story. And we got a very surprising result back.
1: Actually, I'm not that surprised <laughs> by the result. I think we're going to do some data analysis here because I okay. think the result in what it in what it shows is very interesting.
0: It's fascinating.
1: It's a fascinating result. Not just what the core result is, but one, what some of the second, what the secondary and tertiary choices look like here. <laughs> so let me, I am, I am on the Twitter now, pulling up this poll uh, for, uh, and I had it quit immediately as we started recording. I planned this out ahead of time because we're adults, so these are the no final adult results. Final results for the question: Are Uncanny X Men one ninety 190 and one ninety one in Age Undreamed of? a.k.a. that Kulan Gath story where everyone becomes Conan characters, good comics. 65% of those surveyed, and there were 258 votes here, so not a terrible sample size, said, yes, those are good comics. 24% of people said, no, those are bad comics. And an additional 11% of people said, actually, they are the worst comics. (laughs) <laughs> Which I think says that, yes, this story is in general divisive and among yes. the primary Claremont canon, maybe among the most divisive. Because I'm not sure what the story from 94 to, what is it, two sixty two seventy one 271 or whatever it is that Claremont leaves. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any story that's gonna be like this divisive. It's uh the age undreamt of.
0: Yes, the age undreamt of uh Undreamed of. I excuse me. Undreamed of. I distinctly remember the moment that uh, I was working through my Claremont, sixteen years of Claremont, and hit this in smack dab in a uh, X-Men Essentials book and went, was a what? <laughs> Because, See, um, that's it's crazy.
1: <laughs> and the reason that's beautiful is because when I was doing my Claremont run for the first time, uh, and I've only done the full Claremont once, mm-hmm. like just sat down front to back and that's all I read was the Claremont X-Men. I've only done the full Claremont runs. I've probably read darn near all these issues at least three times otherwise it sounds like
0: a magic trick the the full claremont the
1: full claremont no i uh (laughs) when i read these i got to this and this comes at an interesting point so let's see the uh the uh from the ashes stuff ends you know what around 175 maybe a little Mm -hmm. bit later uh it's got a few big stories there Uh, But then the book kind of gets into this weird rut where there are good individual issues like life death happens in here. That issue where uh, Colossus fights Juggernaut in a bar is in this. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the stories are also bad. Like there's the part of life death that everyone forgets where the dire wraiths are there. Uh, There's the weird thing where Rachel and Magma try and murder Selene. It's just there's... The book seemed to have lost direction after a certain point. Like once Cyclops left, Claremont wasn't sure where to take it. And this weird pivot into by the way this is Claremont's D&D campaign now in 1985. <laughs> it made me take pause and say, do I need to read something else for a while? And I it's odd that you've had that reaction. I had that reaction. I know at least two other people from from Comics XF have made that exact same claim. So
0: And I, yet we've we've also run into some very fierce defenders of this as well. Um Oh yeah, there which, are people who love it. Look, I uh, just watched both Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider movies recently, so oh, I understand I want that for you. The joys and the pains of bad filmmaking or bad art. Um, this, to me, is not great. And we should probably get into... We haven't yet to even describe what this is. So, um, we we mentioned Conan the Barbarian before. And back in that series, there was a sorcerer villain by the name of Kulan Goth. Not a particularly like, super important character, but... He's in like two issues. In, popped up on occasion... And there is an issue from 1979 of Marvel Team-Up where Kulan Goth, via a pretty necklace uh, that is being displayed at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, takes over a museum guard's body and fights Spider-Man and Red Sonia, who takes over Mary Jane Parker's body.
1: Okay, that, so I, and, that sounds great, actually.
0: That issue, written by Chris Claremont, drawn by john byrne it's actually a lot of fun uh at the end of the issue peter parker throws the necklace into the water uh i'm assuming the hudson and the issue before this of x-men uh this guy hey uh he discovers the necklace he becomes oddly and...
1: important for the next like year and a half of comics
0: Yes, he gets mugged at the end of the issue, and the guy who mugs him becomes Kulan Goth. And the cold open of this issue is basically five pages of being explained that Kulan Goth has transformed Manhattan into what?
1: Hyboria. It's it's Hyboria. It's everyone. Everyone got the uh, they put on the Conan filter on Manhattan <laughs> and said, hey, y'all, this is what's going on. So you get Val Cooper explaining this to the military like this is a normal thing to happen.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> and for, for, for several pages. A lot uh... of
1: exposition here. And it's Claremont exposition, so it's already pretty thick to begin with. He's using a lot of verbiage here. Uh, and we start getting... Exposed to this world Uh, We find out that Kulan Gath is using The Morlocks as his personal Assassins. We find out That he doesn't like Spider-Man because Of that one thing.
0: We Mm -hmm. find Out
1: that uh, Storm And Callisto's a pirate, which again That part rules Uh, And Jerry Duggan, (laughs) to his credit Is saying Callisto should be a pirate more often in Marauders, and that's great Uh, And she does have a good fight with a depowered storm on a pirate ship, mm-hmm. which is the yep. highlight of these two issues. That part is great. John Romita draws it phenomenally. John Romita uh, Jr. Excuse me, we're talking about Jar Jar.
0: Yes, Jr. Jir-Jir, Jr. Jr. is here. Um, Not
1: to be confused with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr.
0: No, that's no, a band
1: Adam. Uh, that's that's a band.
0: That's a that's a band. I assume Dale Earnhardt Jr. Maybe he had a son and it was a third?
1: No, no. It's a band called Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr., which Dale Earnhardt Jr. thought was hilarious. It said, no, y'all can keep using that name. Uh, <laughs> but then SEO got the best of them. And they said, everyone searching for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. is just getting results for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Because Google is saying that, nope, you typed Jr. Uh, twice for some reason, you
0: idiots. Jeez Louise. They're now uh, just Jr. Jr., which is confusing for JRJR. Oh. But, wow. Wow that that's also fun but confusing. Uh yeah, probably going to get that JRJR JR result. Um there's also some very like weird elements here that uh really don't sit right with me, uh, including Xavier being molded together with Caliban into this weird slug-like creature that then tracks mutants. I have no that's problem gross.
1: with that. It's gross. Like <laughs> listen, I have I have become someone who enjoys body horror comics now Mm i blame i blame the works of zach thompson and lonnie nadler exclusively for that uh but i like body horror comics now so i was like okay this is grotesque and terrible i love it
0: yeah um everybody like you said everybody kind of looks like he-man you know like loincloths that kind of stuff ripped sleeves and storm it kind of gets out and then has to her her and callisto have to go back in and and save the day. Um, And, you know, in the middle of this, we've got Callisto being turned into a a mute, uh, no mouth tentacle monster. Oh, Claremont is working
1: through his fetishes on the page again.
0: Loves his tentacles. um, Loves it. And, you know, we we get these little peaks at different, you know, characters in the age. Uh, There's a... There's a librarian that is like a main character here. Um okay. Spider Man like, gets just,
1: crucified. Have we talked Spider- about Spider Man?
0: That? Yep, Spider Man gets crucified. Uh and it's it's a lot. The word count is oh god. The exposition is just it's too much.
1: There's it's too a, much. There's a fanzine that uh from the eighties. That somebody mm-hmm. on the uh, Comics XF Discord posted recently, and it's an interview with Claremont. And someone asked him, "Is there any work of yours that you have been, you know, you know anything recently that you've been unhappy with that you wrote?" And he said, "Oh, these two issues—they sucked. They were bad, <laughs> and they should have been an annual because Jim Shooter made me uh, take the first like quarter of the second issue to recap the first issue because it was very confusing." And I shouldn't have done that. I should have waited for my annuals. And man, does this feel like a Claremont annual.
0: I am so glad that you read that out loud because I have the same exact thought as I'm reading this. And this feels exactly like many of the X-Men annuals. It begins, you know, with some weird scenario and then it wraps up with some, you know, hey, we fixed it. Um, This would have worked a lot better if you had been able to take out a lot of that recap exposition and even the intro exposition and just tell more of the story, have more time for J.R.J.R. to draw this thing properly because it's, it's, you can tell that he and Dan Green are rushed.
1: Oh yeah. Like if you take out, if you give, if you don't change the plot at all, but you take out those, you know, eight to 10 pages of, Heavy blah, blah, exposition. Blah. Yeah. And you just turn it into, hey, everyone's Conan characters now. Roll with it. Because that's all it is. That's all it is. And it's so much of it that's saying that everyone's Conan characters now. Uh, the Avengers is teaming up with the X-Men. The Avengers are Conan characters too. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You could tell a coherent story here. But because Claremont and Ramida are so rushed here. It just turns into kind of a slog. It's a pain yes. to read. It's got a weird twist where it turns out that uh, Magma was actually Celine all along. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Selene, <laughs> Selene does evil witch stuff. She, she disposes of Coulon Gath and she's like, Now I shall be the evil queen! And then the X-Men beat her.
0: Yeah, and the... the, the... Solution to this is actually kind of interesting, which is strange and magic actually kind of perform a a time travel trick here, um, which allows Nimrod to take out the beggar so that he never mugs the other guy for the necklace. The necklace ends up in the subway, um, and then we start to get into the Nimrod stuff. So Yeah, then
1: Nimrod makes a friend and lives in their house. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think Nimrod's a bad character in general. Like I think Hickman making Hickman and Powers has made him the greatest thing in the world, but that's just not how he was written, and I think his design's actually pretty bad, and the only thing that's been good is that uh, R.B. Silver made him a big old teddy bear that you want to cuddle with <laughs> instead of bad yes. geometry.
0: Man, While He melts your brain for a million years.
1: Man, I tell you what, realizing that Nimrod's design is just weird shapes and then realizing that Nimrod's a J.R.J.R. creation, that all tracks now.
0: He's definitely 100% J.R.J.R. He's like, man, Um, I
1: love geometry, but I just don't know what I'm going to do with this yet. And it turns out (laughs) it's to make everyone squares and rectangles eventually. He'll get there.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, because of how many characters he has to draw throughout these two issues, and you could tell he's on a timeline, it just doesn't look good. You know, there are certain highlights, like you mentioned, the the sword battle um, with Storm and Callisto, but most of this just looks rushed Mm -hmm. and so you know my biggest issue with this is not the central conceit of the story i think this could be a fun story is it a fun story in the way that it is told in the sheer like verbiage that i have to go through to understand what is happening on each page no it is not fun i don't think it's great to look at and i really don't like reading it Less so, than a year
1: later, Claremont will do Asgardian War with Art Adams. Uh, thank you. Asgardian War is the good version of this. <laughs> exactly. It, it, listen, if you want a sordid sorcery X-Men story, just do the That's one good. where... where you, listen, what do you want? Do you want Storm being awesome? Cool. It's got that. Do you want some fun new mutant stuff? It's got that. Do you want Avengers? Thor's there. He's the only good one. So what... Yeah. Yeah. These you av- you want- these Avengers are Vision. It's Star Fox. Like, come right. on.
0: Yeah, and you know the other thing that Asgardian Wars uh, enabled uh, Art Adams to do was to take the time to actually draw those massive issues with with a ton of detail. J R J R does not have the time to do uh, you know Infinity Gauntlet style crossover with these two issues and this many characters. It's just not it's not enough time. Um, so I understand why people may have like a, a weird liking for these two issues and the idea behind them, um, but the execution is not great.
1: Yeah, listen, I feel like there's people who continue to be mad at us for this, <laughs> but I've said my piece. I think this is the worst part of Claremont's uh, original run, and I think that that may or may not, we'll have to see, because I forget... What we've said in the past, we say a lot of big declarative sentences here. <laughs> um, but I, th- I think it's time to look at our big old list and see where it should fall, Adam.
0: Yeah, let's let's find out just how low it might go. So what what's on this list, Zach?
1: Well, on this list is a 400 in 92 stories. On the road to 500, Adam. Wow. Yeah, we, like... We're close. We're close enough that I'm concerned that... What, maybe, what if 200's bad? Or 500? <laughs> what if the 500th story sucks?
0: <laughs> we'll find out.
1: We'll find out. Uh, number one is House of X Powers of 10. Uh, number 100 on our list is The Fall and Rise of the New Mutants from Zeb Wells. Uh, number 200 is Phoenix Resurrection, The Return of Jean Grey. Number 300 on our list is Uncanny X-Men Thirty. 35 to 538 breaking point. Uh, Number 400 on our list is Journey into Mystery, The Birth of Krakoa. Uh, And then the Draco's at the bottom.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is not as bad as uh, The Draco, but I do think we are probably in the 300s here.
1: I think that Journey into Mystery, The Birth of Krakoa, I'd rather read. It's got good art.
0: All right, so that, like, would, that would put it into the 400s. Wow. Well, like,
1: let's look at the Claremont stuff that's in the late 300s. At 377, we got New Mutants 36, Subway to Salvation.
0: That one's better than this. Uh, I mean, is it? Yes. I mean, that's not a good issue.
1: It's not good.
0: Yeah. I'm just Which, looking around at Adam, what this Adam, is. Adam, Adam, yeah. Adam, Adam, all right, all right, Adam, Adam, right, my right, friend, right. my, my yes. buddy.
1: yo. You would rather read. You would. You would rather read Wildcats X Men than this, and that's a four hundred one, baby.
0: Yeah, you're right. All right, you got me. Um, I know my audience. Right. I know. I know what we're looking for. Let's talk annuals, then. Um, oh yeah, this, buddy. I think this is probably better than Days of Future Present at four hundred four. That's bad.
1: Like yeah. that's
0: that's longer and and dumber. Than this
1: it's these are yeah this is exactly my same feeling as Days of Future Present I don't like yeah. it. I mean Days yeah. of Future Present really is the lowest Claremont like original run thing we have on here, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so. I don't know that this is quite as bad as that. Like that is just the only thing saving that is that our Adams are on the fourth issue, and I don't know that that and puts it over the top of this
1: it doesn't but i would take that issue where rachel has a funny hat over both of these in a heartbeat okay um excalibur 31 is right above that at 403 Hmm. Uh, and excalibur 31 is of course the one where nightcrawler uh goes to meet Krakoa's kid uh veggie superior
0: Oh, right. Yeah, that wasn't great. It's not good. Um, No, that was bad, too. Well, and above that is Day of the Atom, X-Men 157. That's the Zorn retcon. Oh, oh, jeez, that one's bad, too. Let's put it between Uh, this and Wildcat's x pen buddy. (laughs) All right, I think we did it. All right, so uh, this is our new 402. And um, haters, uh, just... Uh, we're ready for you just just bring it
1: <laughs> listen listen tweet at us retweet this with your anger make sure <laughs> specifically this episode you you quote tweet and you say i strongly disagree with these guys but you should listen to them and y- you know what speak with your dollars go to their patreon and make them rank other stories that are like this, so that they can—I uh, don't know—it's it's a trick. It's a trick. If you give us engagement, whether it's hot or cold, it doesn't matter. Twitter, Twitter don't care. Twitter's like, no. oh, this post is working. This is a this is a small child who is like, I think this that Wolverine is minor coded, so he should never kiss a girl. Uh, and we don't we don't need to argue about the opinions of children here.
0: Oh boy, I have lost uh,
1: the plot. I don't we, know where I'm going with that. <laughs>
0: Well, let's get let's get back on track uh, with Wolverine of the uh, House of Pabst.
1: Wait, wait, um, what? <laughs> Adam, what what house? What house is he from? Is it from the House that... of Pabst?
0: <laughs> Pabst blue ribbon, baby.
1: <laughs> I've been saving a tall boy. Like I I'm, I've been very thirsty this entire time, but I wanted that good ASMR content for our listeners to hear. A 16 fluid ounce PAPS Blue Ribbon Beer uh, Opening for that bit I just want well, everyone to know my Commitment here
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your commitment is strong uh, Because ooh, I hear the Sorry I had,
1: to, I had to I had to drink and provide that Smooth drinking <laughs> ASMR Content
0: people forgot we did ASMR
1: Content I'm back baby
0: That's right uh, This is Savage Avengers Uh, Jerry Dugan, Mike Diodato, and... Frank Martin Jr.
1: Yes. Dio Dio does digital stuff on this, so he's doing his own. Um, But Frank Martin Jr. does the colors on this. Uh, Travis Mm -hmm. Lanham does the letters. This is a story from 2019 Mm -hmm. about a team that... Tentatively is Wolverine, The Punisher, Brother Voodoo, Elektra, Venom, and Conan the Barbarian <laughs> from Hyborian oh. times.
0: Yes, he is time displaced. I believe there was a an Avengers story, right? That yeah, that, uh, that No Way Home, here? I
1: believe. Uh,
0: yeah. Okay.
1: Hey, by the way, Avengers No Way Home and Avengers No Surrender is pretty good. <laughs> uh, it's got it's got like some Peppulara art. You should check that out.
0: Yeah, i i I've, I've read. Uh, I think I've read No Surrender. I think think I remember enjoying that. Um, now, the main thing that is bringing all of these friends together is a giant bowl of bloody soup that is being stirred together of uh, the most talented. The smartest, the wisest, the strongest, the deadliest, the most powerful. Uh, And it's being stirred together by uh, a good friend. Um, Kulangath. (laughs) Who is is back. Uh, I guess the the necklace worked again. Um, I don't know. But this starts with an opera singer. You know, sort of a Pavarotti type being thrown into this bowl of... One of Wolverine's best friends.
1: His, his previously unseen best friend, which they established in the free comic book day prelude to this.
0: Wow. Wolverine gets around, doesn't he? He's. Listen, the man's old. He appreciates.
1: <laughs> Wolverine would never care for an Offer. Wolverine listens to like Merle Haggerty or something.
0: <laughs> uh, which then leads to a mute cute between Conan and uh, Wolverine because Conan literally puts his sword into Wolverine's skull, which, which is kind of funny.
1: I Jerry Duggan brings, if you like the humor sensibility that Duggan brought to books like uh, Punisher Kill Crew, or even to some extent Marauders are actually probably closer to his cable. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot to like in the way oh, this he is... deals with humor here. Like this, <laughs> this shouldn't be a funny book. But Uncle Jerry knows that he's dealing with the most high testosterone team possible, and also Electra's there. Uh, And he's like, whatever, we're just going to go with it, buds. We're going to roll with it, see what happens. We're going to have a fun time with this.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Jerry is very cognizant of the fact that this is an absolutely ludicrous pitch and a ridiculous idea for a story, and is really, like, just trying his best to make this fun. Like, uh, this reminds me mostly of the kind of interesting back-and-forth sensibilities that he um, uses in his Uncanny Avengers run. You know, like, he's good at putting these characters that really should not work together work together. Um, And, like, you know, when Venom just shows up (laughs) because there was another Venom and it was trapped in a bottle for like thousands of years or whatever. You know, you just like, you roll with it. You know what I mean?
1: So what's funny is on the Marvel Wikia Venom's appearance in this, which by the way, there's no way that Venom wasn't editorially mandated to have Venom on the team Mm -hmm. uh, because Venom was so hot right now because of uh, the Donny Kate stuff. Um, It's very funny. Venom's listed as a continuity error. (laughs) Oh, really? Because Venom at this time in continuity was not technically connected to Eddie Brock. It's a whole thing. And I'd have to reread Donny Cates' Venom to fully remember it. And I don't want to. But they got separated for a hot second uh, in 2019. But Jerry said, well, actually, this comic takes place during Empire. So don't worry. Like around those times when Venom was back together. So don't worry about it. But in the Empire tie-in to this, Venom says, oh, hey, I remember you from that one adventure we had. So none of it really works, but let's, it's fine. It
0: well, and it doesn't either. matter either because he, really spends most, he spends most of the arc that he's there as Conan's, like, arm slash sword. So, like, it doesn't, he is a character, but but not for very long.
1: Yeah, because uh, the whole conceit on this is Kulan Gath. Uh, he's back because uh, Jerry Duggan is one of the crazy folks who thinks uh, that Uncanny X-Men 190 and 191 is good. <laughs> uh, so he he's done twenty plus issues about Kulan Goth in Savage Avengers. Uh, yeah, Jer- it's this plot is still going on. I read Savage well, Avengers every I, month.
0: I, yeah, he's uh, actually revealed. Spoiler alert: that Kulan Goth is not actually Kulan Goth. Right? That that Kulan Goth was actually um, a different wizard, and that he abducted a like young boy as his slave and then abused him and that boy took over as Goth. so Goth is not who we thought he was Goth um, is
1: never who he thought he was though Goth <laughs> is currently slowly eating uh uh Sumagoroth, you know the doctor strange eyeball tentacle man <laughs>
0: <laughs> well here he's resurrecting the marrow god um and that seems to be his ultimate purpose. But by the end of the arc, we realize it also seems to just be a distraction.
1: Yeah, Kulongath ends up getting away. Uh, and it, it ends interestingly. Uh, and actually, I really love the ending of this. Uh, because, you know, the Punisher's here. And the Punisher's here because uh, Gath wanted to get the most deadly people in the world. So he said, well, the Punisher's killed everybody. So we should get him and put him in our blood bowl. Uh, And they're like, well, (laughs) how how do we get get him, (laughs) Zach? So they exhumed the tombs of his wife and children and brought them to the Savage Land. (laughs) The Punisher's not thrilled about this. And Jerry Duggan writes a really good Punisher, uh, especially in that his Punisher in this says absolutely nothing except for, I just want my kids back. Like, where are they? I just want them back. And that's almost every line of dialogue he has. (laughs) uh it ends with him and conan like conan understands this man conan's very confused about this world but he understands the punisher in a deep way sure uh he's got that tale of woe uh
0: very similar
1: story that mirth and might that uh conan is known for (laughs) uh the, the gigantic melancholies. uh and him and Conan literally walk back from the savage land, carrying the, uh, uh, carrying the uh, coffins of the Punisher's family as the team more or less disbands. Uh, Dr. Verdi's here. He doesn't do much. Uh, Electra's he here dies. hanging out with Punisher. He comes back. He's fine.
0: Yeah, he has to have his heart massaged back to life by uh, by Wolverine. That part's and, very and blood- good. A blood transfusion with uh, healing factors. So okay. all of that's actually great. I do like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I the marrow god is kind of interesting. He kind of looks like a symbiote, but he's like uh, a, a centaur. But he's like bigger than the Eiffel Tower, you know. And he's just kind of knocking stuff over. He's a big monster. Yeah, yeah. So not like not a lot happens, but. It's kind of fun uh, if you're just, like, if you are looking for the book that is titled Savage Avengers and you're wondering, like, what could possibly bring these characters together and what could possibly make this an enjoyable romp, I think they succeed to a large extent. Like, I don't know if this book is for me necessarily, but I think it's successful in what it is doing.
1: There's Um, There's a lot of ways that this book, drawn by Mike Diodato... Could have been way worse. Sure, way worse. In this it walks a really fine line here. And I think in these five issues it more or less succeeds. How do you feel about Diodato's work here?
0: Um I feel like my opinion of Diodato has shifted recently because he's been so gung ho about NFTs. NFTs are um, bad.
1: He's dumb for thinking that. That's our official position. You can read what Dan broke wrote on the website.
0: Yeah, not not a big fan of of these uh, stupid, silly digital receipts for artwork. Um, but that aside, um, I I don't really like dislike his artwork i think he's talented at uh you know anatomy and he's he's good at these kind of things i do find that his style uh is a little not here as much but like in past things like i remember uh, reading original sin um and i find his artwork to be kind of stiff you know like characters look posed as opposed mm-hmm. to being like in motion i i don't know that that's as much of an issue here
1: it's not um, actually in my in my I, opinion I think this is some of the better Diodato work i've seen yeah of this, like, it
0: feels more fluid stuff. and and i think the other thing that that is working in his favor here is oftentimes when you get this guy on a book he's being asked to like draw and or trace these like giant sort of spaceships or robotic or mechanical elements and I, like that I don't always like you know when I when I see his work here he doesn't have to do any of that he's drawing like a castle and some mountains and stuff bunch so, of hand
1: ninjas to murder without remorse right,
0: right yeah so I I think the artwork works for the most part
1: yeah me too you want to rank this bad boy
0: yeah let's do it um I think this is better than 402 which was an age dream dove um, 279 How about, is schism i liked
1: this better than schism
0: um hold on i just want to look for something real quick which is hearts of darkness
1: it's not as good as hearts of darkness
0: which is a oh that's all the way up at 214 okay so yeah, no we know schism is down at 279 Yeah, I think we're probably in the right realm here. Um, 249
1: is Here Comes Tomorrow, and I think Here Comes Tomorrow is better.
0: Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't go that high. Um, I don't think this is as good as the 345 to 350 Uncanny, which is the Trial of Gambit. Um, I don't even think this is as good as the Cannonball Fights Gladiator and then some Space Stuff arc of Uncanny. (laughs) 341 to 344?
1: I would say this is better than 274 Sabertooth in Charge from Wolf, or from Weapon X. Uh-huh. Uh, it would not be as good as Sabertooth in Charge had that Ricardo Lopez Ortiz art the whole time.
0: Yeah, that uh, would have been cool.
1: But I'd say this is between ambient magnetic fields from uh, New X-Men. It uh, mm-hmm. is our new 274.
0: That works. I think that's a great place for it.
1: Well, good, because that's where it shall forever be.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, our our third story today uh, does not have Kulan Goth in it. So Kulan Goth fans, stick around, but we are sorry. There's no more Kulan Goth content.
1: There's only so much <laughs> Kulan Goth content that we can provide. Uh, Marvel, frankly, is kind of on them because they've not provided that much Kulan Goth content in general. And you know what? Sometimes Marvel makes bad business decisions. This time, I think they made a good one. Um, by, no, by not having cool on goth. I'm not talking about X-Men 1 half that we're about to talk about. That one, I think, fiscally was probably a good decision. Creatively,
0: I will say, uh, we didn't mention this yet, uh, Savage Avengers, not available on Marvel Unlimited. i not sure what the digital rights deal is with Conan. It's like- something
1: with the Howard estate. I don't know exactly what it is. No one has talked about it because it's all contract ease yeah. Uh, but yeah uh there's only select code content on marvel unlimited i'm guessing right. eventually it'll be there but i i'm sure it has to do with pre-existing contracts
0: i bet but if you do want to track down savage avengers i uh, gotta do it in print right now
1: or i mean like comiXology exists you can buy it
0: yes i think you can buy it but yeah, you
1: could you can buy like it. It's a
0: streaming service deal. Like You're, yes. you're not going to get it on the, on the Unlimited. All you right, can't get it on so...
1: Unlimited. You can't get it on Hoopla.
0: That's yes. what I know. And the only way to get uh, this third story was uh, with Wizard Magazine, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> it is. I don't know what issue that this was printed in, uh, but what I can tell you is that Wizard Magazine was bad. And it's...
0: <laughs> it, it certainly is a... Um... A marker of its time, especially in In really bad ways.
1: I can't emphasize enough Wizard Magazine's not good in any nostalgia that anyone has for it. Like, you could read an article and be like, oh, this is good. And then I dare you to turn the page and read a second one because there's at least 50 50 shots that there's something absolutely terrible.
0: It's, um, Like I said, it's a product of its time. And uh, if you want to learn more about that time, go be my guest. <laughs> but I agree. It, it does not warrant the, your nostalgia. Um, but this was, what uh, 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 in the grand tradition of Wizard Magazine, uh, a half issue. Did you have any of these, Zach, uh, half issues?
1: I don't think I own any because the only ones I would want to own particularly Well, okay, Astro City one half I would want to own because Astro City one half uh, is easily the best thing that ever came out of Wizard Magazine and possibly the best thing that Kurt Busick has ever written.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: So Astro City one half, I don't have. I'd want. There is a one half for Ultimate X Men that isn't very good. Uh, It's fine. It's it's just another Ultimate X Men story. It's all collected. Uh, And then. Uh, there's this, which is X Men One Half, written by Todd Dezago, with pencils by Mike Ringo. So, like, that's hey. good.
0: Yeah, I uh, don't know if we've talked about Ringo and and his art, but he wouldn't um, have
1: come up much.
0: No, but uh, very talented. Uh, I like his style quite a bit. It's a it's a real fun kind of like cartoony style, but uh, you know he still he still keeps proportions, and it's this it's kind of like very fluid uh style and i think it works pretty well for this story the idea is that um the cast of the x-men at this time which consists of colossus uh nightcrawler storm kitty pride and marrow oh and and Wolverine, wolverine um are trying to defeat a mysterious baddie um
1: while they're all mind controlled into thinking that it is like sword and sorcery times.
0: Right. So, uh, nightcrawler is referred to as the Ulf, not the elf. Uh, everybody's sort of got, you know, different costumes on and, uh, you know, we really have half the team split from the other half and they're both explaining how they've got to go defeat this like evil person. We don't know who it is. Um, ultimately, Turns out to uh, not actually be a sword and sorcery tale, because the big baddie here um, is Mesmero. And they're actually Uh, at a shopping mall.
1: Yeah, all beans, Mesmero, he (laughs) mind-controlled everybody.
0: Here's the thing about
1: Mesmero. He's not even, like, the third or fourth best mind-controlling villain that the X-Men have. (laughs) Right. Like, Mastermind did Dark Phoenix Saga. That's... You can't top that. That's Nope. Mastermind has that for the rest of his career. He did go brain-dead afterwards, and that's unfortunate for him. Mm. I don't want to say that he had it coming, but he had it coming.
0: He had Uh, it coming.
1: You got Emma Frost, who can mess with your brain. You've got, I guess... Mojo has done some things like that with his whole brain messing up and stuff. Arcade you
0: does it all the time. Got Arcade. Alternate. You got
1: both of Mastermind's daughters. Mm-hmm. You got Cassandra Nova who will do it. You have the Shadow King. You have Legion will mess with you if he feels like it. Like, we are not want for options on uh, mentalists when it comes to <laughs> X-Men villains.
0: Well, at the, at the time that this was published, we didn't have that full list. But at the same time, it is, it. <laughs> it is a ridiculous idea that Mesmero has uh, just mind controlled an entire shopping mall into like following his whatever. Like, I guess he did it because he wanted to stop the X-Men from attacking him. But we're not clear on what he was actually doing there in the first place. And he doesn't get full control of the X-Men until they get up close to him. But yet he has full control of everybody else in the mall. Like, the power set is weird, you know? Yeah. He's like, I can't control you unless you're right next to me. But I've got all these other people under control. And, like, I don't know. If you can control the X-Men enough to make them think that they're in a sword and sorcery uh, little village... Why can't you take the next step to not make them want to kill you?
1: Listen, I'm not saying it's good. (laughs) I'm not Uh, saying anything. Like This isn't even Todd DeZago's best work on our list. That is Daydreamer's Volume 1, Number 3. This is...
0: This is light and meaningless, is probably the best way to describe it. I think the art... And uh, the bright colors, it's a nice, like, fun, light comic to look at. Um, but it, the story is literally nothing.
1: It's, it's got weird. Ringo art, so it's got that going yes. for it, which is nice.
0: Like I said, I like looking at it. I, you know, as a story, there's nothing here.
1: Speaking of stories that there were nothing here, is this better than the tie-in comic that Wizards of the Coast did to their card game that was a tie-in to the movie?
0: Yes, Definitely. Okay, that, this that at pre- least has, like, a story. I, I b- Before we rank it, though, I do want to just note, why, it, like, the one thing I never quite understood, if you're doing a half issue or a zero issue, a lot of those just were like an in-between issue. Like, it didn't actually happen before the first issue. Like, this clearly does not happen before the first issue of X-Men Volume 2.
1: Well... Uh- well, Adam, may I interest you in a Marvel minus one issue? <laughs> right, because those exist, and yeah. that's what you're looking for, actually.
0: I guess I, I I have to go to that instead of the Wizard Mail in exclusive. Um, but yes, I do think that this is uh, this is better than uh, the movie special tie-in, which really what didn't have much to do with the movie. It's not uh, better where, than IVX. I'm gonna where I'm gonna we say have that. that? ivx is uh 398 398. okay uh so we're working our way down um let's see so how do you
1: feel about it compared to an agent dreamed of
0: um i feel like it's trying to do less so maybe a quarter
1: as much in fact
0: yeah, you know what? You have highlighted at four oh seven the Cyberforce X Men crossover, which is equally as meaningless. But I thought that was slightly funnier. Oh, Cyberforce um, X Men is
1: better than this. Yeah. Yes. So, this, could be...
0: So this would be a good for new four oh eight.
1: Four oh eight. It's X Men one half, and it's called Thrall, because uh, they're under Mesmero's Thrall. It's not fair. There. Cool. I, I listen. I get. I get it. I get it. Listen. Uh, this was this was 1998. Marvel was just trying to get checks wherever they could. Here, <laughs> any POS that they can be bringing in, that's that's a benefit for them.
0: Yeah. Um, well, if you if you are going to track down that issue, make sure you get the certificate of authenticity. You know, you really want to make sure you have that. That's
1: you got to slab important. that bad boy.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can buy one for a couple bucks online. Um, yeah,
1: but not a slab 9.8 CGC yeah. copy, Adam. Whew.
0: Got kind of to slab those everything. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I think we survived our uh, sword and sorcery adventure here, Zach.
1: We did. We should we should thank Jeremy again. Uh,
0: thank Jeremy you, Jeremy. Did.
1: Jeremy did go on over to patreon.com slash comics XF through a few dollars our way and made this all possible. If you want to be like Jeremy, you can go over there. It's every dollar that you put in there supports the great writers over at Comics XF who are doing some phenomenal stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Just this last week, we put up an interview with our own uh, Kenneth Laster who has his own comic uh, that's coming out that's like this future fantasy thing. He wrote it, drew it, lettered it, all this stuff. It's two bucks on Gumroad. Uh, make sure you check that out. Uh We've got other podcasts and stuff. Uh, The Chris's did a thing about Godzilla versus King Kong, which is great. It was
0: great. (laughs) Do you love Godzilla? Liz Large was there
1: too (laughs) on Chris's on Infinite Earth. You guys don't know Liz if you only listen to this podcast and aren't a part of the uh, Comics XF Extended Universe. Uh, But but Liz is a major character in that universe. Uh, So go check it out. Uh, That's delightful. What else is delightful that's going on recently?
0: I mean, look, folks, if you missed Robert Scundis' amazing uh, (laughs) tour de force exploration of what the best fish sandwich, fast food fish sandwich was, you need to go back and check that out. That was one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life.
1: I don't know how to say this like it doesn't sound like a joke about my dear friend Robert, but this is the only fast food fish sandwich video on the internet that truly contemplates existence (laughs) in a deep and profound and moving way. Uh, And there's, there's something both incredibly uncomfortable and insanely vulnerable about it Mm -hmm. that we all must check while this man does eat tartar sauce.
0: Uh, It just, that is that right there is proof of the like, absolute unique quality of what we're doing in the website we're a it's weird great. website
1: adam. yeah we're a really and weird website it's great uh yeah um this time next week i'll have my covid juice in me so nice. that'll be fun pro- actually when you're listening to this i have my covid juice in me i'm good baby i'm in good shape adam and you're in good shape right
0: yeah i had my uh my second shot last week so yeah uh, we can hang out I am soon vaccinated It'll be great. And, uh, folks, if you want to follow my vaccinated life, you can uh, head on over to Arthur Stacey on Twitter. What are we doing next week, Zach? Next week, we
1: are going to fill in some 70s issues that we have yet to uh, cover. Ooh, cool. Yeah, we're, we're going back to the 70s for 70s X-Men. And, and, Adam, next week will get us very close. Yeah, we're right there, man. We're going to be right, right there. We're, we are edging on 500, and I'm very excited to see what happens uh, next. But until then, folks, this has been the Adam, and we hope you survived the experience.
0: Yeah!